ladies and gentlemen, let's get Yes, 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 people. What are we saying? I think we're back, uh, back again. Raps on TV. Very, very jet, jet lagged. Um, very, very tired, but more than worth it. A great, uh, I guess, weekend of boxing in terms of uh, an upset on the cards. Um, I wish I could say to you, we've got a packed agenda and we're going to be discussing X, Y, Z. But I think really there's only one location, one fight, one result that is really going to be broken down today um, and that's really going to be the sole focus of our attention. Um, obviously, Raps on TV, we're in the building, we're on location um, and got, got got a little bit of privileged access on that. But I'm here with my co-host, as per usual, Tom. How you doing, sir? I'm good, coach. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Like I said, just jet-lagged. But happy, good, looking forward to catching up and breaking down this, this, this weekend's fights. Um, so that... I, 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 I was going to say, I was about to say, yeah, this is the agenda, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, realistically, it's all going to be focused on the match from show that took place in Madison Square Gardens. Joshua lost, didn't expect it. Some people said they expected a tough fight. I doubt they expected Joshua being knocked down four times and losing by a knockout to Ruiz. Um, but we're also going to break down the Buatsi fight, talk about the Katie Taylor decision where there was a slight controversy there. Callum Smith's performance in terms of introducing himself to the UK market. Um, this weekend, we've got Triple G taking on Steve Rose. Probably a fight that very few people are going to be interested in. Um, I know they're doing that over at the MSG, so that's going to be interesting how that will compare numbers-wise to this weekend's show. Um, but, yeah, um, uh, what for me I would say is a really, 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 really uh, shock result. Um, Andy Ruiz versus Anthony Joshua. We now have a new... And the first Mexican heavyweight in the world, Andy Ruiz, who stopped Joshua. Um, Tom, what's your thoughts when you saw yeah. the result or the fight? I just think, like, just it's a massive, massive shock for, for everyone. Um, and even more so now with the whole uh, rematch talks that are going on, whether Joshua, a few days after the fight, come out publicly and said, you know, that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't to be his night. Ruiz, obviously... Um, Took his opportunity when it came, um, took took away the the rent off Joshua, the, that rent um, that we, we we see with uh, these massive heavyweight fights that have been looming around the, uh, the the heavyweight landscape for the last I don't know how how long now. Uh, we talk about it every week, but I mean it, it put up a bit of a spanner in the works. But I think uh, all all credit must go to uh, to Andy Ruiz. Uh, Itself in the history books, coach, first Mexican heavyweight champion. Uh, the WBC have released their their order of uh, top upsets. Uh, the last five, um, obviously Buster Douglas, Tyson, um, uh, Lennox, um, Lennox's fight. Uh, oh, I'm gone there. And McCall uh, and Rock, uh, Hasim Rockman, yeah. That's it. And uh, now a new in the contemporary era. We've got Andrew Ruiz uh, pulling off. An upset, which he probably and his team, Manny Robles, um, Sam Watson, the rest of the, the 
mean, as, as we spoke, you know, um, off camera throughout um, Joshua Ruiz fight week, confidence was there. Um, knew that he was going into a partisan crowd, uh, pro Joshua fans uh, screaming all sorts of all sorts of abuse. But I think that's just part and parcel of when you get to that level. How can you handle the situation? Um, Ruiz clearly handled the pressure in the build up to fight night, and also um, just even on his way to the ring, he looked composed, he looked calm, he looked like the, the champion in there. And I just think Joshua was uncomfortable from the, the first round. Uh, Ruiz um, seemed to just come out of the blocks and, and, and dictate a lot that we didn't expect from him to do. So to actually put the pressure on Joshua, um, he turned into a pretty uh, a backward, uh, backward fighter, um, if I'm being totally honest. Didn't look very confident coming on the front foot. Even when he did uh, drop him in the third, he looked cautious. He looked um, that he didn't really want to step on the gas, um, have that predator instinct that we, we, we may associate with other heavyweights. Um, but not to take the spotlight away from uh, Andy Ruiz, uh, made those fine adjustments at the elite level, and he's proven himself now. And it'll be interesting to see how the rematch shapes up. Yeah, no, um, I think that's, I will say this, um, you're definitely right. One thing that kind of surprised me um, was the confidence. Now, I'm not saying um, teams are never, no fighter and their team are going to say, oh, you know, yeah, we're going to lose. There's always going to be an element of confidence and belief and they say one punches chance. Um, But I have to say the team were ultra confident. They kept continually saying it, um, whether it was Sam Watson, Ruiz himself, his dad, um, Manny Robles, um, they were like, listen, we, we've got a game plan for Joshua. Um, and I think it worked in a sense of, you know, if, I, if we take a look at it from a technical point of view, um, one thing that I've noticed pretty early, because like I said last week, I mean, I'm not going to hold mince my words. I thought he would he would get knocked out pretty early. Um, and I think yeah. Joshua was looking to do that because if you notice, he always had the right hand kind of cocked, um, ready to release it. But when he made a flinching or made a sign that he was going to release it, Ruiz just stepped back, even if it was half an inch or an inch. And what that meant was Joshua didn't want to throw it. He wasn't confident uh, enough that it was going to land. Um, and that prevented him from being active. He didn't use the jab at all. Um, and Ruiz was fighting smart. You know, he was uh, he was touching up Joshua's body pretty early, not massively, but enough that, you know, not knowing that Joshua's condition, um, yeah. it, 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 it gassed him out. Um, you're right about the front foot. I mean, even when um, the second knockdown took place, um, I mean, Joshua was literally just getting back. I'm sorry to say it, but he was literally just kind of getting hit continuously. Um, and that was very surprising to see. Um, and being in the arena, um, and again, I'm not going to lie for anybody, you know, um, the second knockdown, I really think the ref saved him because he counted to eight and then he kind of just stopped and it wasn't like, oh, Joshua was kind of had his marbles about him. It was kind of like, mm, am I going to count him out? Um, and then when the fourth and fifth came round, nothing was really happening. But I thought, you know, Joshua's going to do like Klitschko, you know, soak it up and then get his power again, resurge and then take Ruiz out. But fair credit, all credit to Ruiz. He didn't jump in even when he had Joshua hurt. He took his time. Um and I think the stoppage was the right thing. I think the stoppage was probably better than the corner throwing the tower in because you could argue, and I know some people have been overcritical, but you could argue that, you know, the corner being thrown in, it, it could have happened, you know, if we got to the eighth, the ninth round, because Joshua really didn't seem there. Um, and I mean, you know, I've got great videos of, you know, just him being knocked down. And I have to say, just again, the amount of times it's happened, it happened in the fight. That was a huge shock. Um, but I want to talk to you about, uh, um, obviously, 
the Ferrari, you know, there's plenty memes and Wilder's come out of his comments. Fury's come out of his comments, which as much as I rate Fury, I'm sure when the time is right, he's going <laughs> to remind Joshua that he's lost to somebody like Ruiz. Um, but I want to say, you know, do you think the big fights are over? Uh, uh, Joshua Fury, or Joshua Wilder, uh, Joshua White. Well, I mean, it brings, yeah, I, I think the profile, obviously when you when you, you lose a fight, your profile is going to de- decrease. Um, I mean, like, not, not, not uh, in this case, not so um, big as what, what people probably will make out because it's because of the, 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 the discussion that the, the boxing world have had whether who's going to take uh, this fight, who's going to, who's been ducking who, what camp hasn't been um, able to uh, put together the final piece of the jigsaw with, when it comes to negotiations. But mm. it, when, when, when you're waiting this amount of time for massive fights to happen, it only takes one defeat, one slip-up, one banana skin um, fight to happen. And it, it comes and it's disappointing because fights like this aren't going to be always in the pipeline. Um, if, if, if a fighter loses... Um, like in this instance with Joshua, although his his profile probably hasn't diminished too much because of the the, the, the profile that he's built um, since um, taking those uh, belts and those uh, big fights that he can put on his on his resume, I just think that it, it puts into perspective why the fight hadn't happened sooner. If that makes sense. So with uh, Ruiz obviously coming in pretty short notice, seven weeks was was Joshua's camp's attention further afield? Was his own uh, mind not focused on the the task at hand? You'd expect as a consummate professional having all the right uh, people in place in various departments that he would have um, everything sort of worked out um, down to a T. But I just think Ruiz now can, because Joshua's had the power in his hands, he's, had, he's been able to hold on to the baton uh, for so long. And now Ruiz is getting the, the opportunity to to defend the titles, to be the A side, to fit like he's the A side. Many will think that Joshua still remains the A side because the fight's, um, you know, a much bigger one now, and probably because Joshua's established himself as a as a marquee name, not just in the UK, but people are starting to pay attention. Although it's a defeat and it's his first time on US soil, the, 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 his reputation. He had to make that move to America because he had to. Although maybe Matchroom, they don't know. Um, like people are saying, oh, uh, like Bob Aaron saying that, oh, Matcher and Eddie Hearn don't know how to run things out in America. But I think by taking fighters out there, we see with Boatsy what he his impact he can have on um, on things. Callum Smith now has gone over defended his super middleweight title, and he's built uh, another sort of mechanism there with the Canelo fights, the the fights with um, Jacobs. They're all going to be sort of circulating and around that um, division. So with Joshua, though, it's a risky t- uh, risk, not probably in his opinion at the time, but we'll look at it in hindsight now I think yeah it was a risk going out there um, regardless if it was the end of Baby Miller if it was against the Ruiz if it was against a any, any opponent because it's a change in um, setting it's a change in scenery he's not used to having um, he's used to having everything sort of you know on home on home turf and now he's gone to a Wales away soil as the as the champion he's, he, he's able to now reflect on things and say look there was this and something right we, we, we all know that that is watching from the outside. It's all right to put in the paper over over certain cracks, but there is obviously some dysfunction and some uh, disillusionment within the camp to understand that Ruiz is a is a, is a top quality uh, operator. He's taken Joseph Park at the distance on a split decision. People may have thought he won that fight. So, looking at it from the perspective, not only can you not overlook someone like an Andy Ruiz, 
but you also have to understand your position as a champion that you still need to adopt that challenger mentality regardless of the opponent regardless mm, of um, the pressure that it goes on to a fighter having to um, defend their belts on a away soil for the first time there's a lot of different aspects that filter in and I just think yeah. the pressure got to Joshua um, and Ruiz comes out um, as the champion the truth maybe with speculation of all these massive fights like you said um, coach can these fights materialise now see I well, think they can um, and <laughs> And uh, sorry to interject, but yeah, so I think they still can. Um, I know everyone's going to say no, it's done. I think the problem is everyone's looking at who gets the first O. Do you know what I mean? And I think, uh, so you, So for example, if you have Joshua and Wilder's fighting, they're both undefeated. Everyone thinks it sells it. I think what you're looking at is, number one, is the styles make fights. And you're still talking about two two big juggernauts. I think a couple of issues for me with the Joshua one is actually is, is being able to take out Ruiz. I think, you know, he's got to fight him again. I think Ruiz is going to have a longer camp. Um, after the fight, he spoke about getting muscles a bit more like Joshua. Um, and I'm not saying that he's going to obviously turn into a bodybuilder, but you would imagine that he's maybe going to work on his power again um, a, a bit more. Um, I think the interesting thing is really is his punch resistance because, again, fair enough, you know, he did get knocked down, but it showed that he's got a lot of heart and fight to get knocked down and come back and knock the champion down twice in the same rounds. Um, so... Do you know, is he going to be really afraid of Joshua's power? Of course, he'll be cautious, but, you know, maybe he's tasted it and felt, well, you know what, I can live with it. Um, um, and I've got a, a style and technique that maybe Joshua can't live with because Joshua's going to have to box intelligently against somebody like uh, Ruiz. Um, I do think um, from a, 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 just going back to what you're saying, I, d- I don't want to say has this been a f- failure for Matchroom because at the end day, they took a lot of UK fighters out there. They're giving them the opportunity. They're the next gen. You know, like you said, the Boatsies. Um, But again, I look at Kelly. Wasn't impressed with his performance. I think Taylor um, didn't didn't flatter. Um, and obviously, clearly, Joshua didn't. So it's like... And Joshua Boatsy faced a guy who had been out for so long. And I got a lot of respect for Boatsy. Um, but you just saw the shape of the guy. And you was like, hmm... So I don't know if it's gonna if you could say if this, if, if if they'll look back at his success uh, definitely in terms of the venue numbers you know what I mean a lot of people came over from Britain but again while I was over there and this is not you know to be critical of them but a lot of people were critical with the whole JD Sports plane and the whole everything um, and then when when we were out there and this is maybe just off this is a bit off topic it transpired that some of the US fans were able to get tickets for cheaper because Miller had dropped out and also refund. So yeah, I think that it's going to be interesting how we get the back in terms of the backlash. Um, I think for me, Joshua, he just needs to, he needs to work on the mentality. So a question I want to ask, you know, it came out that he um, has been working with a sports psychologist. I didn't necessarily think it was a bad thing, but in hindsight, do you think that's a positive or negative? Do you think it's saying to us more than maybe we actually thought at the time? Um, yeah, I think, well, like, having a sports psychologist and understanding the pressures of when you get to that elite level of how to contain and contain all the, uh, the background noise. Um, I heard, obviously, uh, rumours about uh, a potential breakdown you may have had in the change room. Do I buy into that? No. But I think when you, when you like, when certain things fall through, when you, you're having to con- consistently put your, your, your mind and your body through extremes which even Joshua probably has has been doing um, is there an element that he's overtrained I'm sure we can ask um, that, that same question um, if he was to f- 
fight if he had, if he had even fought a mediocre opponent and looked and looked good. And would the next uh, next fight, I mean, have 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 we had, had we had found out um, if he if he had still had it in the tank? Say if the Ruiz fight was happened have happened in September, for example, when he had fought Miller in May, um, would he would he be left with the same sort of exploits? Um, would would Miller have been able to expose Joshua in that same uh, sense from a from a mental um, mental point of view because he, he did admit that um, Miller got into his head in the build up and such a quick transition over from um, opponents and having to focus on preparing yourself uh, whilst also uh, putting into perspective he's had to go out to Miami to, mm. to do some training to acclimatise so there's I mean just to kind of put the question back on his head like asking about sort of the, the preparation both mentally and physically I do think a sports psychologist it's not a bad thing to have but is that then another is that another added pressure that Josh was having to having to put um, into perspective having to go out to, to, to Miami I think was it two three weeks before the fight um, mm. and we see fighters that have gone out a week a week before the fight and it's made um, a lot of difference to their mental and uh, physical um, stability um, Joshua I personally think is overtrained um, I do think that's partly to do with maybe the the ruggedness um, you know um, the sorry the rustiness of his performance um, but I think take nothing away from like, Andy Ruiz he, he, he although he's not the billboard uh, type fighter he's still come in and he's still got done what he got to do and you know he's got to put 50% of his um, you know he makes 50% of the fight Joshua makes 50% of the fight and it was an entertaining fight but better man one of the night exactly that was, uh, that was Andy Ruiz yeah and um, just on that um, uh, and, and it don't want to seem like we're totally ignoring Ruiz again really good guy humble guy I think one of the things I could say that I found interesting um, and I don't it, it's that thing when somebody loses everything can be scrutinised but one of the things that really impressed me with Ruiz um, you know if you look at his entourage per se um there's videos that I've put out there you know literally before the weigh in probably six seven people in the change room including myself after the fight again it was a few more I mean I'm going to name drop here Mikey Garcia was in the room so me and him were chopping it up like I forgot to take a picture of him like an idiot but again it was the whole furora um but in terms of his team very very small um really kept it really keep him grounded um so for my thing is, um, so one of the things I would like to say is, uh, you know, I think he's a he's a deserved champion because at the end of the day, he took the call, five, six weeks notice. Um, he didn't, there wasn't no cheating. Um, you know, he's done his blood test. He's done his water testing. Um, so at the end of the day, he's gone in there and he's defeated the Goliath. Now going in there, he, his team would have had a game plan and everyone, would have, everyone wrote them off. You know, a few people were saying it's going to be a tough fight, but most people, you know, the odds were... Huge for a reason. Um, and he's done it. And honestly, I think you're going to see a lot more of him now. Um, I think the politics of the game will probably start coming into it. But I think you're going to see a lot more of him. Um, again, he speaks. He's a Mexican fighter that speaks English openly. Um, he's a nice guy. He's got no airs and graces. I mean, you saw that when he even just said, oh, can we take a picture? Joshua, after the fight, um, he was still pinching himself when he was looking at the belts. Um so, you know, you've got overall, I think this is a guy that um, is done really well. On the political side, um, I find this really interesting now because you look at Matchroom, um, what do they have in terms of like assets? You know, Joshua is not a champion anymore. Um, 
And yeah. it's not a given that he beats Ruiz in the rematch. He may do, but it's not a given. Um, and on top of that, you look at PBC now and they have all the heavyweight champions in the world. Um, and I know for a fact that they're absolutely delighted with that. Um, and, you know, there's talk of IBF or WBA. So the rematch may take place, but it may not take place for all the belts. Because just like when Fury beat Klitschko, um, the Klitschko uh, IBF decided to say, well, if you take this rematch, we're going to strip you of this belt. And obviously allowed Martin to fight for it. Um, in a v- vacant, vacant position. So, yeah, I think the politics is definitely going to start coming into play. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah. listen, we're we, we, we speaking so much. I'm going to open the lines now um, and get some callers, get some p- uh, reactions from uh, the, the UK listeners. So, going out to 734. 734, the floor is yours. Hello. Hey, what's happening, guys? What's going on, D? Yeah, you too, man. Yeah, we're good, man. We're good. Yeah, it's Tom yeah, and Kojo. Tom, how, you doing, mate? how you doing, bro? How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Best, best. What's on your mind, man? I was going to say, question of... <laughs> Trying small, bro. Trying small. I was going to say, question or statement, but I get a feeling it's going to be a statement. <laughs> it has to be a statement, doesn't it, really? Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, I heard because I didn't. I've only seen it sort of like obviously catching up, but I've seen the clips where he's saying to Rob, "Why am I feeling like this?" Um, yeah, which is not really normal. In a, you know, it's not really a normal question that a fighter asks his trainer unless something's not wrong. But fair play to Joshua for not using any excuses as well. I guess. underestimated him as well I mean sorry to just, I think they underestimated what you were saying earlier I think even they, they underestimated him because I look back and say we. I think there was a reason why Ortiz didn't take the fight but let's look at it like this could you imagine if Ortiz was in there on a Saturday night <laughs> it would have been I mean so yeah so from your point of view um do you feel that... Because um, I know you're saying his, his career's intact. I mean, do you think in the rematch, do you think it's a given Joshua wins? I mean, what... I want to say flaws, but I mean, how... When you looked at the fight, you know, how exposed was he, in your opinion, and do you think he, he wins the rematch? I don't think he wins the rematch if he basically keeps the same coaching staff and from the interviews that he's got on his YouTube channel, that's what he plans to do. It's, it's that old saying, do the same thing, get the same results. How in the hell... Is he going to go in there with the exact same team and, and, 
somebody like that. He, Ruiz is all wrong for him. If Ron McCracken didn't analyse what Ruiz is going to do and set the right game plan, then you know it's going to be the same result. Mm. AJ asking him, what, what should I do now? That just tells me that. And, and, and the, re- the replies as well. I mean, Paulie Malinaji said in the post-fight um, commentary that he personally felt like the... The um, instructions from McCracken weren't good enough. Yeah. You know, it, you know, it's just a disaster. I think he needs to be with somebody like Jonathan Banks, the person that knows how to manage these big heavyweights and, you know what I mean, and, and do the right, and get the right thing going, man. Yeah, I mean... ridiculous. No, you're definitely right. I, sorry, go on, Tom. No, no, I was just going to say with uh, Jonathan Banks, or even just a, 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 a similar trend that can emulate that sort of... Uh, I can tell by his shot. So one thing I again I didn't see it there, but um, I've seen the videos. Um, the whole reaction to AJ's dad um, confronting her. Now we don't know what was said. There's plenty of rumors, but would you agree that yeah. it is unusual to say the least to see a fighter's father going after the promoter? Yeah, definitely unusual. Kind of adds value to the fact that clearly something was wasn't right in in, in camp and the whole thing. So I think. As they say, there's no point about fighting. Some of these rumours that we're hearing that there was um, AJ had a panic attack and his dad wanted him to be out of the fight and he just concussed. Probably some of that stuff is true, but the same could be said for Ruiz. Like he could have had been had 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 bad had bad. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He could have had a tough camp. He could have had bad sparring days. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? It mm-hmm. happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the thought with a broken hand. Yeah, exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head there. So from an injury point of view, um, it's interesting. And now we look at the heavyweight scene, PBC. Um, or, or we've learned today that um, Joshua has activated the rematch clause. Um, do you see that fight happening next? Do you see a fight in between? Um, and do you think it's right that Contractually, they were able to make uh, put a clause that said the fight should be in the UK, given they would have lost. Um, as far as do I think that will be the next fight? Definitely, um, contractual obligations, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- should it have been in the UK? I guess initially Ruiz would have just signed whatever was on the dotted line because it's his first opportunity to make millions. So I don't think he would have been too bothered about rematch clauses. He would have just been focused on winning the first fight. So I can understand from a commercial perspective why AJ would have all the say-so and what happens. I mean, he's more or less following the blueprint like Klitschko would. Um, Fury beat him, and, and Fury still had to rematch him almost as a B-side, yeah. because of the whole thing falling apart why it went 
No. Okay. Do you think that's uh, more damaging that what that's done to Joshua's reputation now looking a few days after after the fight, um, not even just having to contend with the defeat itself, but knowing that now the powers changed hands that Ruiz now even though his profile isn't as big as Joshua's necessarily um, from comparing it to the UK and the US, but just looking at it from a um, a broader sense, um, having to contend with that um, challenger. Um, position. Do you think that's going to hurt him a lot? Um, his mental frame. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I think what definitely came out of the weekend is his mental issues. Like, let's say, for example, the way that Fury got dropped and the way he jumped up, made sure that the referee was alright. He jumped from one point to another, put his hands up. It's almost like he went into um, autopilot. Mm, survival. Uh, that, and that's where your mental. Yeah, exactly. Your mental game needs to be switched on. AJ got up, he didn't look that damaged as such, but he just he walked away from the ref, leaned on the ropes, and he did, his body language didn't tell the ref he was ready to go, so I think there's some mental issues there. And um, I think he needs to just stop trying to be a politician and just start being a fucking fighter, man, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's... No, that's... He's got to get on that... Remember Rocky, remember like Rocky Free and Rocky Lost? Um, Mr. T and he went he went with um, Apollo mm-hmm. to, to, to them little grimy gyms and that that's yeah. what you've got to do you've got to go get that eye of the tiger man you know what I mean well that's and, and it's good it's fair point you say that actually because you think if you think about it you know in his what 22 23 fight career um, it's kind of all gone his way apart from the Klitschko one but that was such a great achievement and an experience that everyone just kind of gave him all the plaudits for it Um and I think you're right there. Um, I definitely, you know, and it's not to be critical of him as, you know, just because of loss. I just think when you look at it now, I just think he does need to change certain things. I think, look, Rob McCracken is great for the Olympics. He's done great with Joshua so far. But even Lennox Lewis, who I know everyone's criticised, he came out and said, don't forget, when I lost to McCall, I went and made my changed my trainer. Klitschko done the same thing. So it's not necessarily something that the greats haven't done, you know, or like, you know, the great heavyweight champions in the past haven't done. Um... And the other thing is, well, and it's not even to be critical, but I'm just like, if you're working with the amateurs, like, where, where, where's your learning? Where's your education? Where's your knowledge? Where's your growth? Because, you know, he's always said, I'm 22 fights here. I'm still a puppy. Wild as 40. Just yeah. tough for you is this. Well, then, in your camp, in your stable, where's the knowledge coming from? You know what I mean? Where's the little cute footwork that you're learning? Where's the little cute, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, just little things. Well, you 
know, I don't, I don't believe in having to change trainers. But if things are not working and there is a mental side, um, a mental uh, fear that you're not going to be prepared to the same levels that you've been operating at when you have been a champion, then maybe something is a bit, um, a bit oh. contra- um, maybe a bit wary. Needs to be a bit wary uh, looking ahead. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. This. Ricky Hatton. Yeah, Ricky Hatton. Yeah, ex- well. No, you but know? a great point. But like, you can't just go rolling in there, Rob McCracken, because you're being loyal to your team. But you've got to be loyal to yourself. Well, this is it. Because it's you that's got to do the fighting. Um, and I can yeah. say, you know, being, a, being there, um, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, well, afterwards, I think that's what probably surprised me the most was a lot of the people around, I'm talking from Sky Sports, from, you know, the Matchroom team that were like, Joshua's this, Joshua's this, he's too top heavy. And I was like, wow, you guys are all inflating his ego, telling him he's the greatest. And now that he's had this upset, do you know what I mean? It's uh, And that's that's boxing, I guess. We you you got to learn that. But hopefully his team take note um, because, you know, he's got a good team around him, um, some really good individuals. Um, and they just need to just need to work on work on improvement. Um, but I think the number one thing they have to remember, and I said this to him, is that, look, all the great heavyweights have lost. Tell me a heavyweight yeah. that hasn't lost because this is this that's the way that's the state of the game. It's one punch can change everything. Now I know this was a, from a tactical point of view, he got dominated, but it's not to say in the rematch he can't come back and you know just take I'll say take Ruiz out, but you know maybe land the right hand a lot earlier, um, pressure him. Don't fight on the back foot, fight on the front foot, and go from there. But listen, D, we're going to move to the next corner. So thank, appreciate your call and support as always, bro. Cheers. Nice Take care, man. Cheers. Uh, Cheers, man. Thanks. Going out to six four four. Old old alumni. Yo, what's what, going on, Kojo? What's going on? It, it's it, Nam. What's going on? You cool? Yeah, cool, man. Hey, Thomas, you're alright, man. Yeah, I'm good, man. How you doing? Yeah, good, good, good. Good. Just uh, we're seeing all the all the Kojo's backstage access, man, rolling around New York like a celebrity. I, 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 I don't know about I don't know about that. I, I, we're trying, bro. You know, you know it is. It's, this yeah. is the air consistency, but yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Uh, appreciate all the support. We've got a good video out there, out on YouTube, which is showing all the behind the scenes access, guys. So, if you're listening in the future, make sure you watch that. Yeah, yeah, I'm already seeing it, bro, man. Yeah. My son saw it, man. Dad, come and see this, man. <laughs> you know? so, anyway, like, um, just going through the whole thing, man. This is obviously a big, big, big event. Yeah. I feel sorry for Eddie Hearn in a little bit, way. The guy ordered his tuxedo, he's wore a tuxedo to this thing, you know. <laughs> and I think the whole thing from the start, yeah, was looking to go a bit wrong. Yeah, Josh Kelly, poor performance, right? Yeah. We actually done well, but I agree with what Josh uh, uh, Kojo said uh, about Perry Ban. Katie Taylor for me definitely lost that fight, you know. So the atmosphere was starting to stink up anyway. And anyone who knows boxing was seeing these kind of things, right? Um, yeah. In terms of, like, uh, the build-up to the fight, you know, all this stuff with Miami, it reminded me a bit about David Hay and Ben U1. Mm. That, kind of, that kind of feel to it, yeah? yeah? And as soon as I heard about the sports psychologist, yeah, in 
I said it to the people in our boxing group. I said, look, man, that doesn't look right. Because he put him in midway. Yeah, yeah. this guy came in mid, not even midway. He came in like one or two weeks before the end of the camp. Yeah. So, so for me, I'm thinking, what's going wrong there? Mm. Yeah. I mean, these sports psychologists, they, they usually come in to sort of like create this kind of mental kind of shield. Right. And people like that, it's, it's usually an ongoing thing. Not, not at the start of the camp. Yeah, he's with top rank. So the only thing I would say on that is, and, and, and it's just to swap, because I think the only thing I'll say from what I heard is there's a strong chance that it's London. Um, the whole kind of team were more or less London, London. So I think there's, I, would, I don't want to say contractually, but I think there's something there that, that indicates that that's the preference. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me given the past tactics from Joshua in terms of uh, him getting the upper hand in the rematch, even when he loses. Um 
Uh, I, but I definitely agree with you in terms of, I don't think it's as straightforward. I think, you know, as I was saying earlier, I think the whole governing bodies, I think that's going to play its part. You know, will they strip Ruiz? Um, question I wanted to ask you, though, because obviously you watched the fight. Um, do you think in a rematch anything changes? Do you think it's still a Ruiz win or do you think Joshua can make the necessary amendments to win the fight? Do you, know, yes, do, you know, do you think that's a bit harsh, though, <laughs> David Price? And, and the sense of man, only because know, Price bro. didn't win any belts. There but... is a bit of a recurrent theme, man. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. David Price, bro, was supposed to be the new up and coming British heavyweight superstar. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know, these, they, they, there are these kind of things, man. You know, and you got to bear in mind that a man of pressure, Joshua is going to be under media mm. presence, right? Yeah, the world constantly on him. Right, mm. just imagine the kind of mental, you know, impact that's going to have. I mean, mm. his world just come crashing down, man. Mm. Right, it can't be easy just to get back up from that. Right, and let's think about it from a rematch perspective. He's going to be haunted by these things. Yeah. Right, he's going to become very, very weary about getting clipped again. Yeah. Right. So what does that do for him? Right. But for him to have any kind of serious impact in the game again, in my opinion, he has to get a comprehensive, destructive knockout of Ruiz, mm. right? A, yeah, a 12 runs, 12, 12, 12 round out boxing Ruiz is just not going to cut it, mm. yeah? It's not going to bring Joshua back to the glory days. Remember, right, Joshua's fan base is typically the casual fan base, mm. right, who love big knockouts. That's where he got his fan base from destructive knockouts yeah. right no one's gonna, so you know I, I think personally you know I don't think he can change that much mm. right yeah even if he changes the training out it's gonna be too late right for, for this rematch because you know he's gonna be midway for train, changing everything that he's learned so far so I think it's gonna be it's gonna be things like he's gonna be taught how to work kind of jab more right because McCraft kept on telling him just do your one twos keep you behind your jab right I mean, I think that's probably going to make that, that's what's going to make the rematch so exciting is that, you know, if you look at it from a technical point of view, he can make adjustments, but can he make them quick enough, soon enough in the next four yeah. to six months, um, especially if it's with the same coach? Um, and then Ruiz, does he maybe get complacent? Because now you've seen him on Jimmy Kimmel, and I'm not saying he's that type of person, but what I mean is the limelight is clearly on him. You know, Snickers are talking yeah. to him. W, he's getting all these sort of endorsements now. So does that affect him a little bit, you know? Because um, the hunger, do you know what I mean? After the loss to Parker um, and the Demetrius, there's that he had the hunger, hence the Snickers. So, um, yeah, now he's maybe his hunger pains will, will be gone. Um, but listen, Nam, thank you for calling in. We want to move to the next caller, um, but I appreciate the thank support. You very much, guys. No worries, man. man. Keep it going, man. Cheers. Thank you very much. Yeah, Cheers. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers. 
Cheers. Right. Going out to 705. Guys, we're going to try and get all the calls on today. 705. Hello. Hello. Hi. Gary Young. Yes, how you doing, mate? How are we doing, sir? You well? Uh, we, we're good discussing the big one. Um, question or statement from you? Say that again? A question or statement from you about the Joshua fight? Um, about the Joshua, I think, I mean, to be honest, I think Joshua could still win the rematch. Um, I think it was just a dramatic change to your opponent that, that happened too soon. And he spent a lot of his camp training for a different guy. And I just think that the change up maybe just I would love to 
yeah. Yeah, I'll fight him. You know that that kind of Mexican character that uh, he'll he'll take on all comers. So it could be quite exciting. Um, it could just be a it could be a flip, or he could have five or six defenses. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Though, I've, I've already spoke to you about this a lot, mate. I think Tyson Fury needs to come He's just he's got too much of that boxing knowledge. He'll time them. He'll hit them long range. Um, I, I could never see Andy Ruiz beating the likes of Fury. But I mean, there's there's other guys out there that could, could be interested in opponents. And 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 that's. And I mean, Gary, that's actually a great, great point because I was going to ask you, um, do you think, it's Kojo here, do you think Ruiz could beat a Dylan White? Because I don't know, I feel Dylan White could beat Ruiz. Again, I like Ruiz, he came across really well, but the way the, the improvements Dylan White has taken since his loss to Joshua, he's really come on, he's learned his, 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 his craft as a boxer, he's got his strength and his power up. I know he was losing the Chisor fight, but won by knockout. I don't know, I feel that, that the Ruiz fight could be even <laughs> I, I feel he could potentially beat Ruiz. Um, I know what you're... Yeah, well, do you know what? That's the, the fact that I can't quite decide makes me want to see the fight even more. That's where I'm kind of like, oh, that would be a that could be a real dust because we've obviously we've seen Ruiz touch the canvas as well. Yes. So uh, you know, so I mean, it, it would be an interesting one. I do think he deserves his title shot. Hundred percent. And that that was. Uh, that was what I was gonna. When I seen that happen, when I seen the AJ loss that he won the titles, I thought, right, they're going to try and get white with Reed as soon as possible. Try and get control of these belts again. Then they'll meet the rematch so AJ can get them back. You know that that's just kind of how I was thinking. They'll, they'll be taking the procedures to just try and get control back. Yeah. But um, one thing I wouldn't like to see is the belts to get all tied up again. Yeah, no one's getting to fight for them, and then we we end up fighting another few nobodies, and everything kind of goes quiet again. Yeah, and that was my fear on the night. To be honest with you, um, was that maybe because I know Ruiz wants the Wilder fight, and they believe they can beat him. And my fear was, mm, would they? Would that? Would that be something they would try to angle for? Because again, it's all all the belts are on PBC. Unification always trumps everything. So. Um, and especially an undisputed unification. So that was half my worry. Um, but I also feel maybe PBC will want Ruiz to enjoy this limelight, enjoy and, and, and make some money from him because now you've got the first Mexican heavyweight champion. Um, they know it's a market that they can really start getting some revenue from. Yeah, and they have to, they have to test that market. Exactly. Because and if he can't sell, this is a business, if he can't sell and he can't sell out arenas, Exactly. Exactly. I think he could do it. If they, they get it over on the West Coast, I could see that happening. But, Gary, listen, we're going to move on to the next caller, but I appreciate all your support. Um, obviously, we met you at the uh, Body Power Expo. Do you want to just shout out your Instagram and uh, social media handles so people can follow you and uh, look out for what you're doing? Professional fighters, and I'm working with a lot of kids with learning difficulties and stuff. I train everyone. I do 
Okay. No worries. Thank you. Hope hope you call in again to get your feedback. Perfect. Take care. Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks. All the best. Thanks for the support. It's going out to nine oh nine. Nine oh nine. The floor is yours. Hello. You get this, Rafi. Yes. <laughs> yes, Rafi. Yes. How you doing, sir? Bad man. I was trying to call from inside the actual hospital, but on the bottom floor there's no bars. No way. I just run out now. I wanted to get on um, before the show ended for sure. But yeah, how are you guys doing? But doing well. How are you? Yeah, not bad, man. Oh, I'm still taking it in from the weekend. To be fair, um, I'm imagine you guys are as well. But yeah. um, still in disbelief. You you haven't been out there. Yeah, still in disbelief. Um, <laughs> do you know? I want to say no, but I am. Um, I was speaking to this, uh, with Tom the other day on the phone and. We were saying that it's deflated the division as a whole. Um, you could argue that we've seen the best fight, Wilder v Fury, and that is a shame in a way because we now know who the two top heavyweights are in the division uh, without sounding disrespectful to Andy Ruiz. Mm. And so going forward, maybe that deflates what there is to look forward to because now that Joshua is well, he's not out of the picture, but he's not going to be able to galvanise what the momentum and the firepower he had going forward before. Uh, he's yeah. not going to have that now. He's not going to have that wind in his sails, uh, marketing-wise. So, I think we've seen the best fight. And yeah, Joshua loss was bad for boxing. Because regardless of whether you support him or not, we all have to admit that the reason boxing's on the map is for two reasons. One is Eddie Hearns marketing with Matchroom and the deals they've done with Sky Sports. And B is uh, Anthony Joshua. And that wouldn't be possible without Joshua. Because people want to see heavyweights and they want to see a dominant heavyweight champion and that's what he's done so the right fighter with the right marketing model that's what pushed it to the front uh, sorry to the forefront um, and now that that's gone I'm a little bit worried about how much wider boxing can spread because I think now the bubble's got as big as it can and internally the only interest generated is internally within that bubble people who know who knew about Joshua knew about what happened with Andy Ruiz Tyson Fury Outside, people aren't going to go, oh my God, Andy Ruiz just beat Joshua. I'm going to start watching boxing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? To yeah. me personally, anyway. Yeah, so, and, and, and I, and I feel the same way. But. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I, I don't, and I'll tell you why, but I definitely respect the opinion, and I and I get, I see where you're coming from. I, th- I, I don't know, I'm of the opinion, uh, Rafi, that I think it's actually made it more exciting, and I'll tell you why, because now you have the likes of a Dave Allen believing he could beat Joshua. I think... Going into the fight, I think now you look at a Joshua and you think he's probably susceptible to, to big punches. So if he was to fight a Wilder, yeah. I mean, one thing that I found really interesting after the fight was when I left the arena, I was, you know, talking to all the fans and a lot of the British ones, they were like, Wilder cleans him out now. And I said to them, I don't think that's still a given because you have to potentially look at it as how motivated was Joshua to fight a Ruiz? I'm not saying Wilder can't knock out Anthony Joshua, but what I'm saying is, yeah. was the motivation there? Um, in terms of the Eddie Hearn thing, and that's not me being, I think sometimes we give Eddie Hearn probably a bit more credit than he deserves. I think he's done great for British boxing, but I think if you look at it on a global scene, your Wilders were always there, your Mikey Garcia's were always there, your Errol Spence yeah. Jr.'s, Crawford's. So, so I think... From a from an actual fan, yes, but I do agree that what Eddie Hearn has done, which was probably the greatest thing, is that he it's it's kind of like a bittersweet pill. Is that he's brought more casuals to the game, and there's definitely more of a night out with Matchroom. So I definitely get your point there. Um, but you know, I would even say, you know, imagine 
Joshua was he beats Ruiz and then he was to fight at Dubois. I think it's now. I think in a weird way, I think Joshua's fights are going to be more exciting if he beats Ruiz. I think it can be more exciting yeah. because everyone would really believe they have a chance, and it's like the fear factor's gone, which I wanted to see because I feel the Brazil, the Takam, the Povetkin, they were half beaten before they yeah. got in. Um, and one thing I just yeah, wanted to yeah, yeah, I don't, I felt so. Um, I felt he was there, but. I, I think once he tried and he landed a shot in the first two rounds, I felt he he, he wasn't trying to co- carry on with that momentum. That's just, but again, that's just my opinion. Um, but I do agree with you that a, a bubble has slightly burst around Joshua, and that's his invincibility. Um, I said earlier, and I w- somebody texted me and corrected me actually. So the only heavyweight, and I should have known, yeah. the only heavyweight that was undefeated was Rocky, Rocky Marciano. So my point is, you know, more that a lot of them have lost. So I think it's good he's got this loss of his. Of, uh, he's got his loss on his record. Foreman even said maybe now it's, it brings something to the table where he realised he can be beaten, he can be hurt. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy. I mean, um, I mean, if I just want to ask you if there was a rematch though, um, seeing the fight as you saw on Saturday, d- who wins? Yeah. Who do you think wins? Uh, Ruiz, but I think that's not because he's a better fighter than Joshua. I think Joshua has been put on the pedestal through no fault of his own. Mm. Uh, He's been put on a pedestal nationally and internationally. And the pressure now, because all of us, we all know that the fight's not going to happen in Mexico. That will happen on British soil, because that's what makes the most money. Yes. It doesn't make a lot, well, it does make money in Mexico, but the cash is in the UK. That's where the money's hot. Yeah. So, um, I think that pressure will probably get to his head. What are your thoughts, Tom? Yeah, I think, um, no, I'd have to agree with you. I think with the, the fight being in the UK, it adds even more pressure, because... Joshua has solidified that, that fact he's he built that fan base where you're going to get your 80,000 to 90,000 to come out to, to Wembley or to the Premier yeah. Palace and that's just a given it doesn't matter the calibre of opponents he faces mm. if he faces anybody, anybody within the top 15 they'll, he'll sell out but I think now it's, it's more so how he, he bounces back from this defeat how he he, re, he regathers he regroups we, uh, we spoke about it on the phone earlier with me and he was saying about maybe making a transition of trainers but even even those slight things, would that even, like, is the pressure now in the next, say, five to six months, is the pressure just going to surmount to uh, a level where he's not even going to be able to control it? Like, exactly. He's got sports psychologists, he's got his, his, his own problems outside the ring, maybe, to, to contend with, but now also focusing on trying to get his world titles back and knowing that yeah. Ruiz isn't going to lay down. He's not one of these fighters, I don't think, that has just come, won a fight and be like, oh, well, now because I've got the power, I can exchange uh, what's going to be dictated on my terms. I think he's, I think he's going to be yeah. out for the rematch. I would save him in the rematch. I think he'll beat Joshua uh, in the rematch. Yeah. Uh, it's about Joshua's mental uh, strategy, how he's going to be able to cope with that, that pressure. And yeah. we, found it out on Saturday, we found it out on Saturday night, but even during the fight, um, where we, we see in his first 15 opponents where he has that killer predator instinct where he, when he was fighting a, a Michael a Michael Sprott or a Kevin Johnson that he he, he, he would just, just like I, I'm not saying that these are the, of the caliber of Andrew Ruiz because they're far uh, far afield yeah. mm. their level but it's that mentality where when you've got someone hurt like a Wilder when he's got someone hurt he'll jump on the gas he takes risks yeah okay you leave yourself exposed but does he does, does Joshua even back himself um to get these guys out of there uh, when he hasn't hurt now that he's reached a certain level where 
these fighters are going to come in. They're going to sit on him. They're going to give it to him. Now, Miller probably would have done the same thing had he had um, he, he agreed. Been, uh, agreed. So it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting um, division. I think it's a lot more entertaining than what it would have been um, had Joshua won the fight because these rematches yeah. um, or these these fights of of a massive uh, um, like magnitude and what we and what the public demand may not have even happened for another a year year or two. So yeah. maybe this Agreed. has just shaken up things. This has refreshed the division. This has said to uh, like regardless of all the politics now that there is for legitimate world title belts under the PBC banner, but also in America, that maybe even the lights be shown on America now, and that fights are more inviting to UK fighters to go out to America and uh, yeah. try and win back uh, world titles. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing for UK boxing, though, for our fighters to look across the pond, though, and yeah. be no, tested no, by what's not. there. I mean, you're right. I don't I don't think it is. I don't think it's going to harm. It's one of the, it's. It's that, again, it's... That's the mecca of boxing in terms of, you know, everyone wants to try get an MSG or a Vegas fight. You know, no yeah. you know, amateur or professional from England would say they wouldn't want to fight there. Um, but I think I just wanted to come back to, to things that both of you were saying. And one is that home soil, which we know Joshua loves. Um, but I think it's actually interesting. Everyone's questioning his mentality. You've heard Wilder say it. You've heard a few other people say it. And I think that could also be one of his biggest battles because, you know, there's going to be training... You know, maybe he overtrains or whatever you want to say it, but I would say, uh, Rafa, I'm just going to put you on mute because of the the face part. Um, uh, yeah, um, from a from a from a point of view of actually, now that everyone's going to be doubting him, how does he? How does does he live with that? How does he cope with that? How does he get over that? Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, um, yeah, I, I I'm looking forward. To, I have to, I'll be honest, I'm looking forward to the rematch. Um, even if he yeah. should lose, um, I still do not think. His career is over. I still think he can have and be in some big fights. I think, you know, again, if somebody says Dillian White versus Joshua, I think he still sells. I think it still does numbers. Um, I think the probably the best thing is that now out of the politics, Joshua maybe he's still the more commercially sort of attractive uh, opponent for, for Wilder. Yeah. Um, and he probably yeah. brings more. But maybe now his positioning has to be humbled a little bit because it's like I've lost and... Do you know, yeah, yeah, I may bring more eyes to the table, but actually, you know, let's make this first fight 50-50 and the winner uh, get 60-40 or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really hope that happens. Um, but listen, Rafi, appreciate the call. I was going to say, last thing, like, you want to say last point from you before I move on to the next caller? Yeah. A- anything um, you want to say? That's it, really. Yeah. That's it, really. Um, everyone, if you get a chance, go to... Uh Twitter at Raps on TV and uh, the same for Instagram, Raps on TV, all one word. And uh, there's going to be more content coming up. And if you haven't seen it already, uh, Kojo's got a lot of live footage from the States, which is exclusive to um, uh, yeah, to our platform. And abroad, the abroad sense, yeah. yeah. So basically yeah. go and check that out if you haven't. Cheers. Right, cheers. Thanks. Thanks, Rafi. Take care. See you. Speak, speak soon. Thanks, all right. Cheers, Take man. care, guys. Cheers, take. Going out to 910... Nine one zero. Hello. Raps on TV. Raps on TV. How are yes. we doing? Yes, we're doing, doing right. Is that sir? Yes. How you doing, Sammy? Right. Yeah, I'm really good, man. I'm really good. Just finished the workout. And I thought I have to. I was thinking, fuck, I've got to get this call in. <laughs> uh, so much luck this weekend, especially speaking to you, so coach. How was, how was America, right? Yeah, it was. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and say that it wasn't an experience. It was a crazy experience. I mean, being on stage for the weigh-in and looking out as opposed to usually looking in 
was amazing. Um, seeing myself oh, run up this, good. yeah, it was a good look. It was a good look. Um, good, very good look. But what's on your mind? Um, do you know what? First of all, just congrats to Andy Ruiz. We can't, as much as there's been so many conspiracies going around, we've got to congratulate the guy that's come went from zero to hero in 24 hours. Look at his follower account went from 20k to almost three quarters of a million. But um, big props to him for making the biggest upset. Um, supposedly since Buster Douglas. Um, but I'm really happy for him because he came across in a really humble way. And I think that's a message to Jarrell Miller to show like, what you're really about, you know? Mm. You don't need to empty barrels, make the most noise. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what uh, Jarrell was in an empty barrel. And, you know, being someone who's violent, a silent assassin like Andy Ruiz came and showed what he was about. Um, I do feel sorry for Joshua because... Um, he's a good role model for the sport. He, he's a hard worker. He's, you know, he's got all the, he's got the ultimate package, like the Adonis looking type of guys. But, you know, he just fell short. And I think that shot to the head, that shot to the head killed him. Like the, the shot to the top of the, to the right. Yeah. Right back. And when he, when he got that, when he got that shot, I said he's, he knocked him down. I thought he can definitely come back and strike back. But he got too complacent. He thought, yep, I've got him here. Similar to what he did with Klitschko. When he got Klitschko down, yeah. he got a bit too overzealous, a bit too excited. And then look what happened. Yeah. yeah. When you get someone that's experienced. But, you know, lessons to him. I think he will come back strong. Um, I do feel, there's not really much to say to it, really. He just got outclassed, outworked. He was tired. He was concussed. Clearly, when he was asking those questions. Mm. Um but you know, I'm just I'm just a bit annoying. There's a bit more momentum taken out. There's a bit of a sting taken out of the whole um, wild Joshua uh, re- um, undisputed fight because it's not going to happen uh, for a while, at least until he gets his rematch. But I do feel that um, I do feel Wild is an idiot for for celebrating Joshua's loss because if I'm him, I'm thinking I just lost 100 million. Yeah, mm. I just lost the chance of making some serious serious money. I think he's he just shows how um, unintelligent he is. And, and I wanted to say, to be honest, on that point, I agree with you. I mean, when I saw the message from Wild, I was like, you fucking idiot. Morely, more so because, okay, there's the rivalry, but so, I just think he went too far, personally. I mean, you could have even done an LOL, even if you put a laughing emoji, like, oh, this guy will never get in with me. I just felt he went a bit too far. Um, and even with the Fury one, I think, again, Fury was clever because, trust me, if Fury was to fight Joshua, Fury will speak the truth of what he really feels. Do you know what I mean? Um, or maybe in the build-up to the rematch, he might start... You know what I mean? Because Fury works games. He's, he's, he likes to work brain, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, I don't know. I, it, it Maybe from the 100 million fight, maybe you're right, that could take a sting for the first one. But I still think the fight could get made. Um, it may be slightly naive of me, but I just feel maybe it's it, it could be a bit easier now because Joshua has lost. Um, because I don't think... Yeah, and I I don't know. I I think Wilder's Wilder's Wilder. We know what he is um, in terms of his danger points. Um, but I just wanted to talk about actually because you raised a good point, and it was that shot um, and and Joshua not being able to recover, and also the scenario of how it happened because he had knocked Ruiz down, and then he took that as a counter, similar to Klitschko. That do you think that's going to be a worry for Joshua, knowing that even if I've got a guy hurt, if he's got heart heart, he can hurt me. 
doesn't happen. And he feels if you get someone down, it's not, um, it's not a job done like he normally is. But I think that's a lesson to him because mm. he needs to know that, look, once I get someone hurt, I'm not invincible. This isn't like the earliest stages in my career. Yeah. I'm becoming a professional. I'm becoming more and more, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm becoming more and more seasoned. I should be more more experienced. And he should know how to finish it. Undoubtedly, be an emphatic finisher. Like, stay on him but to keep the guard I just think he left himself too exposed and Ruiz being the fighter he thought Ruiz definitely thought fuck it if I'm going down I'm going down without a fight and then you know just caught just with a few good shots and then just ruined him afterwards yeah. um, I felt that Joshua should have boxed how Parker, how he boxed Parker because even though they would have said it's boring it's this it still kind of saved his record at the end of the day no one's going to care about how he fought mm. um, they're going to care about him getting the, getting the W on his record um, and beating him in the fact fashion. If he fought the way he fought Josh Joseph Parker, I think we got a win. But at the same time, he would have come. He would have come to a lot of criticism. Yeah. Yeah. I think you did the nail on the head. That's the thing. You're damned if you be damned if you don't. If he be, if he beat Ruiz, Wilder wouldn't have fought him anyway, and the fight would have turned. The fight would have been prolonged, 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 and. <clears throat> And people, he'll get backlash if you thought the way he's going to fight Parker. Um, if he gets, no, if anything, I think this loss hasn't done in all the world of bad because after Ruiz, who is he going to fight? Because Wilder's committed to his next few fights. Fury's not going to fight him because of ESPN. So if anything, it kind of keeps him busy. I, I, I don't want him to lose at all. Um, believe me, Joshua's a big, big role model to a lot of us. But, mm. um, it's just unfortunate. But another news, and congrats to the undercard guys that were actually making his debut at the States. I thought he was a really good performance from him. Uh, solid performance. I think he marches on to do bigger things. If anything, first quarter next year, he gets a world title or challenges at least. Um, what else is happening? What else? I think. Do you know one thing? I think people have been a bit harsh on Eddie Hearn. Okay. I do think people. I do think people have been harsh on him in the sense that he put all this pressure on Joshua, and, and, and I do appreciate that. But at the end of the day, you're a promoter. You've been put under pressure by the zone. You've been bringing about a billion dollar deal. They want to see returns. They want to see more fights in there and the territories that they have access to, which is the US. So, you know, if anything, it's just business. It's doing the job. Pardon? Sorry to interrupt. They want to see competitive fights as well alongside. No, exactly. Yeah. No, totally. He delivered it. Congrats. I, I do think people need to lay off Eddie Allen a little bit because he's just doing his job as a promoter at the end of the day. Um, I think it's a bit. Of, I think it's a bit of squeaky bum for him at the moment, especially because now Al Heyman controls the division now with the Bills yeah. under Ruiz. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, what I found interesting was, and it is the Eddie Hearn reaction. And look, again, I'm not saying I was I was there. Um, Eddie Hearn is respected. I respect him, especially what he's done for British boxing, and he's trying to do something big. Um, I do think from, and it's just from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing whilst I was there. Uh, the, it hasn't gone down well. He is, I don't want to say America's most hated, but I think people really want to do see him fail. So I do think even the backlash Joshua's getting from the loss is actually more probably directed at an Eddie Hearn than it is even for Joshua. Um, I think you look at all throughout the fight, you know, the different moments, Joshua's ring walk, Joshua knocking down Ruiz, you know, the fight back. He was getting support from the crowd. The minute Eddie Hearn, uh, yeah. the minute Eddie Hearn jumped on the microphone, he got booed. So I just found that interesting, and that's something that carried over from the UK over into the US. No, of um, course, but Hearn's not. Hearn's just a money man. Everyone knows you don't really give a shit. Uh, Mark Joshua and a few others like Tony Bellew and whatnot. Mm. He doesn't. He doesn't really give a shit about a lot of fighters. But you can tell who 
Mm. Um, you can tell about the people he kicks. Like, look at the way he spoke about no, you beating Usyk. Mm. I thought I knew he was going to get knocked out. Mm. I knew Goyi was going to get sparked up by Usyk, but mm. Hearn had this way of defending him because he believed he was standing to him and he believed he cared about him. And he believed he wants that people he cares about, you're always going to be biased towards them, put them on a pedestal and whatnot. And I think that's what happened. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't say blame Eddie Hearn as much as the. I'll, I'll be interested to see what he does over the next few months. He's already pounced back within a couple 48 hours by saying, look, we've, exempt, we've, we've triggered the rematch clause. This is what's going to happen. And, you know, I do feel that I do feel like AJ's going to come back and, and do what he needs to do. No, no. I, I mean, I think that's for me the most exciting thing is just seeing this rematch. Um, quick question before I let you go. Um, obviously, we've seen the noise about Joshua's dad. What was your thoughts on that? Um, in his confrontation oh, with Eddie Hearn. Something Stepan went on. Like, as much as I'm not making, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like to be the guy that makes excuses, but something definitely went on that Joshua definitely said to his dad, he's not happy about, mm. that Eddie Hearn had done, and his dad said, look, this is exactly why you don't do this, and, you know, it was just giving him a piece of his mind, because, come on, we've all got fathers, you will tell your dad what goes on in work, or whatever goes on, mm. um, especially, not, not as close as they are, but, you know, he would have said that he's not happy Now, I appreciate the call as always, man. So, listen, I'm going to let you go. Um, but I appreciate the call and support as always. Uh, all the best, bro. No worries. Take right. care, guys. Just take care. Just take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes, Tom. Um, so, yes, I think, it, as expected, it was a Joshua Heavy show. Um, I just wanted to talk on yeah. the Katie Taylor fight, though, before we go. And not necessarily a full breakdown, but one thing I have to say, you know, I was there. I felt, um, I'll be honest, at best it was <coughs> a draw. Maybe she could have, you could even, I mean, definitely a case say she lost. I know Carl Frampton said that. Um, what I feel though is even in the rematch, Taylor probably will win because Delphine Pearson definitely gave it her all. I saw her afterwards and I don't know if there's any pictures of her online, but honestly, both of their faces were bad. Um, but I think Pearson 
definitely probably took gave her all and whether she's going to be able to do that again i'm not necessarily so sure um but i think it's good for katie taylor because we always just say oh katie taylor is going to wipe the floor with this opponent wipe the floor with that opponent so it's good that she got a bit of a, a a tough fight for her career because that would hopefully also improve her do you know what i mean she can't always be fighting people that uh women that she just wipes the floor with so i think from that point of view is really good um, Tommy Coyle, obviously, I mean, he was, he was always the underdog, went in there, going in against the bigger man in Chris Algieri, um, lost the fight. I think it was the right decision by James Mort and his team to pull him out. Um, so, yeah, so for, my, for me, I think overall, um, I think Matchroom should be proud of the night. Um, I think there's definitely going to be some criticism, um, but I think at the same time, it's talking points. So, you know, look yeah, forward to the, to, to, to the next show. Um, so, listen, we've run over I've quite a bit. Well, so, again? definitely so listen, we're going to make a move Tom um, definitely it's been good uh, so uh, for everyone listening uh, in the past present or the future I appreciate all the support thanks to all the callers tonight uh, love the support as always um, like I said this weekend um, there's a there's a couple of shows down in London I know there's a Steve Goodwin show and we've got Triple G taking on Steve Rolls over in the Madison Square Garden so definitely be in the studio next week to break that down or potentially talk about more noise and news from the Joshua Ruiz fight and what that could mean for the heavyweight division. But as per usual, guys, appreciate all the support. Instagram, rap, Raps on TV, Facebook, Raps on TV, and our website, of course, www.rapsontv.com. Tom, you want to shout out your social media handle? Yeah, uh, follow, follow us at uh, Raps on TV. Follow and, you uh, at, where can yeah. they follow you? Definitely. All right. Take care, bro. Take care. Take all care. Do all the best. Bye. 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 Bye.